Well, Red, like I said, thank you so much for taking the time to come out here. I had a great time coming on your show. I'm sure this will be a, a lot yeah. of fun too, but I'm going to have you do most of the talking this time. So. Awesome. Yeah, man. So yeah, me too. Um, why don't you start off just kind of let people know a little bit about your background. Um, you're in the, the coaching space and just how you, how you got into that, how you came upon your, your specialty that you have. For sure, for sure. Well, first off, thanks again for letting me um, be a guest on your show. I like Happy that we're, we're yeah. trading guest spots and yeah. <laughs> um, I don't do too many <laughs> guest spots. So it's fun to have have the questions being asked to me for and sure. kind of giving me the spotlight. Well, for those listening or watching, my name is Red Wallace. I'm a creative mindset coach, but more specifically, I help purpose-driven men I say men because you know how it goes with the whole niching thing, but I'm definitely <laughs> open to help women as well. But I help them get beat burnout and get unstuck and really find their creative identity. And I know that sounds like such a vague topic, a vague saying creative identity, identity, but I believe that we were all created to create. And if we don't know who we are, I feel like we're not truly creating what we were called and created to create. Man, how many times can I say create? I love it. It's an important but word. It is. It's a very important word. I believe that it's at the core of who we are. We are creative beings. But as far as who I am, um, a little bit of my backstory is, I mean, I, I've always been a leader, I, I would say. I wouldn't necessarily say I was taking the title of coach <laughs> until fairly recently, but I've always been coaching people or leading people, mentoring people. But specifically for me, I was first a creative. I mean, I fell in love with all kinds of art, whether it was back in middle school, intermediate school, I was in art classes. I was, I was painting, I was trying to sculpt. Granted, it wasn't beautiful, but, but it was, it was art nonetheless. And then I, I fell in love with rap music about 2008. I want to say a little before that. When but, we all did. Right. Yeah. I mean, Lil Wayne, Drake, they were at their like, <laughs> their peak and i was like man i'm just this white kid from this really <laughs> really country town in texas but i mean i was surrounded by actually surrounded by two rival gangs when i was first growing up so i mean like i was around it to a degree and i was like man i want to do this rap thing i think i can do this so of course i started rapping and then sure enough we ended up moving out of the quote unquote hood to a very, very country town, even, even more country, small town, Texas. But what did I do? I fully enveloped myself in the rap, rap persona. I mean, I got to move. So it was like, man, I'm going to live this, this rap life to the fullest. At least I thought, and everyone laughed at me because they were like, what are you doing kid? But nonetheless, I, I just love the art of rap. So I was rapping and I was making music as much as I can. And it was funny, when I first started, I was on this, my sister's hand-me-down Dell laptop. Mm. And uh, I didn't have a mic, so I had Rock Band. So Rock Band was a USB mic. And I was like, I can play this into my computer. So I, I wrote, I like recorded my first songs using like free um, digital audio workstation. Um, I was using this free thing called Audacity that I could just record my vocals on. I hate if Audacity. You know, yeah, if you know, yeah. if you know, you know. So I was using <laughs> Audacity, a rock band mic on this beat-up, hand-me-down Dell laptop. But that was where I started, and I just had this passion to try to make music. And sure enough, over time, I ended up going to college, um, Full Sail University Online. So they basically send you like a, a mini studio. And I thought that was the coolest thing. So again, I'm, I'm still pursuing music. It's like years later, I'm starting to get a little bit better at it. I'm getting all these opportunities to, to rap. I rededicated my life to Christ. And so I'm now a Christian rapper because there was Christian rappers all around in, in the era. And then finally, I get to a space where I just really feel um, led to stop rapping. And it was like more so it's like I, I was in it. That was my identity. I was read, well, redone was my rap name. I was redone the rapper. And for whatever reason, I, I was I was getting, getting quiet and I was listening to God and I just felt this this inner voice saying, what would happen if you laid down rap and truly just went on a new self-discovery journey? And I was like, what do you mean? I, I am a rapper. And like, it was this, it was such an internal battle for me, but uh, 2018. So I had 10 years of rap. 
under my belt. And my last song I made was actually my best performing song. And I made some great connections with some great people. But I, I, I was in the space of like, what do you mean? You want me to put down what I'm finally seeing some fruit from? And I felt like God was saying, yeah, and see what happens. So I, I stopped rapping. Now, granted, I still love hip hop, still listen to hip hop. I might release a song for fun in the future. We'll see. But I haven't rapped like professionally since 2018. And it was once I got to 2018, I, I went through this like beginning of this re rediscovery of myself. I, I found out that, you know, we, we aren't what we we do. There, there's a there's a us behind what we do, like our character, who we've been created to be. And it's so and it was so interesting for me because I was like all my life, I felt like I had to perform all my life. I, I felt like I had to put on these different personas to be like accepted by others. Like I always like I pride myself like being like a chameleon because yeah. growing up, we were very like, I mean, I don't know about you, but middle school and high school was such a like clicks everything was clicks you had jocks you had gods. Well, I, I was homeschooled so i don't know had that problem okay so you never had that problem so really. where, where i was where i was um, growing up i mean everybody it was just like the movie mean girls for those i'm probably dating. love that movie great great movie but well, you know Lindsay lohan was, anyway right there was this whole <laughs> ecosystem within high school yeah. and middle school of like all this hierarchy of different clicks and different groups of people but i like was drawn to everybody because I'm just, I, despite being introverted, I, I, I am a people person. It's mm -hmm. weird. It's like I'm an introverted extrovert is what I like to say. But it was like, I felt like I could just morph into each group that I was in. And for the longest time, I never understood because I had friends that were like goths or like emos. I had friends that were jocks because I played sports. And I was like, why can't you people get along? <laughs> like y'all are really not as different as you think. So I was always like trying to bridge the gap. But at the end of the day, in that time frame, I was just like, okay, I have to like put on a different hat. I have to put on a different mask, wear this whole different persona. But in this journey of 2018 through probably about 2020-ish, I, I was going through this whole new journey of realizing that all of the parts of me are great. And they're essential and I can be all of the parts at once. And I think we even kind of touched on some of these things when you were my, on my podcast, but it was just this idea of like, we, we are so, so much more complex than we think, but also at the same time, it's not nearly as complicated as we make it. <laughs> and it sounds so like, um, like a paradox even, but it, that's been the big the big thing that I've been fascinated with, and that's what I've turned to here recently with who, who I like to help and what I like to do as a coach is I really like to help people see themselves the way that I, I coin it with my faith, see themselves the way that God sees them. But ultimately, I, I believe that like we can't see ourselves 360. Like there's definitely going to be blind spots. And even there's like the greatness sometimes that we sh shrug off because then you might hear my, my son yelling at the door. He might bust in, but um, that's totally fine. I'm, 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 here for, I'm here for all the interruptions. It's all good. But, um, and and what, what I was saying was, is that I, I, I feel like we're in a space where people are like, it's almost like a reset. Because we're we're tired of seeing this this idea that what we were told we had to be is not what we really have to be. And like there's a there's a underneath all the facades and the the filters and the trying to put out our highlight reels, underneath all that, if we get vulnerable and we get honest with ourselves, excuse me, and with others, we get to a space of like true humanity and true connection. Because I believe that when we truly find ourselves, then we're able to truly connect with those around us. And that's just really been my mission here. Even more recently, as the more that I try to learn and absorb, um, and that's just kind of where I've been at. But that's pretty much a really condensed version yeah. of, of my story. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I kind of relate to that a little bit in terms of the, um, you know, the, the, the shifting in and out of different groups and kind of, I think that when you start to play around with your identity, you start to realize that you're not the identity and you start yeah. to understand that like, what, what is actually me? Like I'm, I'm some kind of awareness that's behind all of this, 
but the stuff that I have, that I do, the way that I feel, the way that I behave and present myself to the world, it's just a habit. And it's a habit that's usually born of unconscious motivations. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, I think that, that that's a huge barrier for, for life in general, but also for art specifically, uh, which... I don't see a difference between the two, honestly, because we are create. even if you don't, you know, draw or write music, like you're, you are creating your life to some extent. And the more of those barriers that you erect between yourself and who you really are, like your, your, your fake self, yeah. the persona that you portray, um, it, it hinders your ability to create both just in the sense of like, I want to write this book, but it also, it also right. really inhibits you from, from experiencing life in, in the way that you're meant to, to, to live it. Exactly. Man, that's so true. And and I love that you said it that way. And it's this idea of we almost start telling ourselves the stories of our circumstances even mm. or like our surroundings. And that's why I think it's so important for us to be so open minded to experience new things and yeah. exposures. Like I was talking to one of um, a younger guy that I um, two younger guys that I mentor yesterday and they both have these big dreams. One of them is looking to be a fashion designer and he's looking mm -hmm. to go to college and either like our big, our big city in Texas is Dallas. So he's like, he's got Dallas or like his family's moving to Florida. So he might go to Florida with them or the crazy one is go to London and do fashion, like go to fashion school at London. And he he's afraid of like leaving all of the, the, the comfortable and the known to step out into going to London. But man, that's what makes him want to come alive. And I was like, think of the exposure, think of the experience that you will have going completely extreme and going to London. And I was like, it's so important for us to have those opportunities because not only does that give us a, a broader, broaden our like perspective, but it gives us an opportunity to maybe see something that in ourselves that we may have never seen. And like, you never know, especially from the creative space, when you feel like you've been pigeonholed to a certain genre, a certain sound, and you feel like that's your identity, then you never allow yourself to go explore other, other sounds, other, other mediums even. And that's why I think, <clears throat> um, being, sorry, man, my throat is <laughs> rough today. Um, I think that, <laughs> I think that that's so, so important for us to not be so limited by what we think we can do yeah. and be like, what, what's calling us into trying something and experiment, experimenting in something different. Yeah. And I mean, like, I don't, I wouldn't know what was right for that guy in particular, but one thing that, cause obviously what comes up, if you say, well, I want to take this big risk, go somewhere new, or I'm going to take on some big challenge, whatever we get focused on the outcome and we say, well, what about the downside? And it's like, it's not about that particular success. It's about the person that you become as you pursue it. And you need to pick the thing that's going to make you grow the most. Now, a lot of times it's scary. A lot of times you're going to have to fail, um, but it's okay if you fail, right? Like it's okay if you don't succeed at that one thing, like just to stay with that example, like, yeah, you might go to London and not make it as a fashion designer, right? But who do you become in that process? What right. kind of person do you get to, 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 be, to, to grow into? Because most of our potential is, is locked up until something external acts upon it. So we have to put ourselves in situations where we're going to be challenged for that to come out. So we have no idea who we really are because that, that person hasn't been born yet. And that may set you up for the next thing, or it may seem like a failure for a very long time until you eventually kind of make this circuitous route to where you finally get to a point where it's like, oh, okay, all of this stuff adds up and all of this stuff has led me to somewhere. And I didn't think this was where it would be. And I'm glad because it's just better than I could have planned. Exactly. And it's like you said, most of the time we get wrapped up in the, the finish line. We get yeah. wrapped up in the completion of the goals. Like, obviously, we want to set big goals and we want to achieve big things. A lot of the people I work with are high achievers, high per performing people. And we get stuck in the, the needing to accomplish that we lose the fact that progress is still a destination in itself. Because it's like you said, if, if we're making progress in any kind of way, it's it's still progress. It's still forward momentum. And like, man, I love that idea of like, you never know if you don't try, like going after the the wild riskiness. Cause yeah, it's, and even like to, to tie it back to that story, I remember I told him, I was like, yeah, like, what if you go out there, you fall on your face? Well, guess what? You still got people waiting for you back home that still love you as who you are. 
and we're we're rooting and cheering you on but also like what if you go and you you find a new avenue or a new thing that piques your interest or like what if you find love like you could go out there and find your soulmate like you obviously i don't know if you i don't know if you want to go to london for love that might be a bad move you never it might be a bad mood might be but also you never know you never know they got they got cute accents over there right yeah no like the way that i got into this actually you make a great point because i um i was djing and i wanted to be on the radio i wanted to get out of clubs and move into something more quote-unquote legitimate um something where i could introduce myself to polite society without them looking at me and that led i went to broadcasting school that's how i learned how to make podcasts um pandemic kind of threw everything off with i I was working at the radio station it just it it didn't work out and but i've been doing this for years and that's led me to um i thought i had failed in that particular endeavor but this is what has allowed me to start coaching this is what allowed me to start this show the way it has which has started to turn off into some other things as well sure. i never could have predicted this i really like i i was i'm, I'm doing some freelance writing right now for um some marketing companies nice. and i was yeah and I, I, oh man i love it it's like i think last time we talked i mentioned that i had not been doing art for a while not yeah. been following my 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 like impulses or my, but I, I wasn't following my soul and um, so getting back into that was a huge deal for me. And I'm, I'm loving this, this new little side gig. And uh, I, was, I was writing an, uh, some, an email uh, campaign for, for a radio station. And I was, I was looking at their viewers and I was looking at their, their, their influence basically. I was like, I'm not that far off, like with my show. <laughs> like they have more people than me, but it's not night and day difference. It's not right. like, it's not that big of a deal. I was like, I never could have predicted this and to see what this is going to grow into. I don't even want to know because I'm going to screw it up if I, if I try to hold on to it. Yeah. Man, that's so good. And yeah, I love that. Man, that's so interesting. Uh, and that, that makes me want to hear more about your story. So you said you were DJing? Oh, no, no, no. We're talking about you. We're not we're talking, about, <laughs> talking about your bad life decisions, not about mine. Oh, man, come yeah. on. No, 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 no. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's for the books. Yeah, that was back <laughs> when I was... That's when I was all crazy. I was I was playing rap music. I wasn't making it. <laughs> nice. I love it. That's yeah. So awesome. Well, um, let's let's get in a little bit to some more of the the practical stuff. So, uh, what what are what are the biggest problems that you see when when people come to you? Like, what are obviously we can't give cases, but like, what are the, like the themes, the the trends that you see that sure. you seem to have come up? Man, with? big trends that I see is a lot of people think that they need more clarity. They think they need more confidence. Because uh, I've seen a lot of people that they're in the space of they don't think that they can make their art be a full-time thing. But also at the same time, it, it obviously boils down to mindset. But a lot of times we think, uh, I'll, I'll go with the confidence and the clarity kind of together. But specifically the confidence, I feel like confidence is its such a... a, a a paradox in itself because it people think, people think that oh if only i could get more confidence but it takes confidence to step out <laughs> and i would say it a different a little different and i always say it like this you don't need confidence you need courage there because yeah. you need you need the the ability to be like i'm just gonna do this i might fall on my face people might laugh at me it might suck but you gotta go after it and say why not like why not go after and try that that's a that's a big thing that i see a lot of that i I definitely am helping people again when when it comes to that it's like you are you already have such talent and gifts and i think that's funny too is a lot of times the confident people or the people that may not know that they have a lot a lot of work yeah to put in and to get to to get to the level that they want to be and there's a lot of people that aren't confident that are so just naturally gifted or just they have such a such an amazing genius to bring to the world but they're just crippled by maybe it's perfectionism even like you know and you know, you hear all the like the cliche things imposter syndrome and perfectionism like yeah i see a lot of that especially in the creative space but it's like to to talk on to all those things is it all boils down to how we, we see ourselves and the story that we're we're telling ourselves in our mind because obviously it's what we we say in our mind 
it will come out of our mouth and what we say out of our mouth we'll see in our our every day and we, we've heard that probably many many other places but i truly believe that's true and it's and it's deeper than just manifesting because you can you can make a vision board and you can say you know i want to do this and you can talk about it all day but also it comes to a point where you you've got to have the courage to take action and and that's hard for a lot of people. It's like I I love to ask because I mean creative people we we all want to identify. I'll use a musician for example, a songwriter, and I'll talk to them sometimes, and they, they consider themselves songwriters. And I'm like, okay, so what are you dealing with? And they're like, man, I'm just not that confident in my abilities. I don't think my songs are good enough yet, or I just don't have clarity on my next move. And I'm like, well, the clarity is you identify yourself as a songwriter so you should be making songs when's the next when's the last time you made a song and they're like well i mean i've started one a couple weeks ago and i'm like then you're not you're you're not putting into action because i mean i feel like creativity is a muscle if you're not working that creativity you're not cultivating that gift and and building that skill then it's not going to grow and you're not going to see those opportunities and that's some some of the things that i can think of offhand and then also it's the flip side of the the people that feel overwhelmed or burnt out i see a lot of that and really a lot of times burnout is not a case of you're doing too much or you're you're trapped in this hustle culture it's that you're doing too much of the stuff that doesn't bring you fulfillment because a lot of times we feel like we need to do a great example is like yeah to a degree you need to do marketing you need to you know put yourself out there on social media but if that's taken away from the real art itself then it's counterintuitive and and you don't and it's counterproductive it's like you don't want to be doing things that aren't really bringing you that fulfillment or bringing you further ahead in this career, this space that you want to go after. Yeah, I think that a lot of the things that we do that are not bringing us fulfillment are typically stuff that we, it's not necessarily that we want it, we want it because other people want it. And yeah. so we're, we're fixated on like, this is what I should be doing, this is what yeah. I should be going after, right? Whereas if you're really just, if you're making good music, right, you don't have to be that good at posting it on TikTok. You should try, you should learn, you should, you should yeah. get the basics down. But I mean, if that's not your thing, you can get somebody else to help you with that, exactly. right? And I mean, if anybody thinks that you need to be close in anything remotely resembling perfection or expertise, go listen to my first few episodes. They suck. Yeah, they still true. suck, honestly. But like <laughs> the first few, I was like, I had it in my head that like, well, Joe Rogan gets pretty high before his show. Maybe I should do the same thing. And I like barely talk the whole time through. And after the first, it's like, I, I got to do this sober. <laughs> I can't do it. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. How do you, how do you go about usually kind of getting people to break out of that shell of like, because one thing that it, it's really frustrating to me, cause I'm, I'm so minded the errors on the side of action. So if it's like, I know this is going to suck and I'm not ready for it yet. I'm just going to do something because it's easier for me to fix that. So I put the first few episodes out. I know it's going to be terrible. I'm just going to do it. Um, if I'm in martial arts, for example, it's like, I'm just going to go in. I'm going to go get, get hit a few times, but I'm, I'm going to yeah. throw myself into it, right? Um, that's just the mentality that I have. And I do struggle kind of connecting with people when they're just like, they're in their head and they're just thinking about it. But what about this? But what about that? But what about that? How do you, how do you get people to kind of to push through that a little bit? I try to get them to focus in on what is the most important for them at this time. And I even say at this time, but also where they ultimately want to be. Because a lot of times, if you if you first say, okay, this is what's most important to me right now, but then I would ask, okay, if we talked again in three years and you you described your dream perfect life, if that life doesn't have what you you think right now is important then why would you be doing that when you should be doing things that are going after that and and, and i kind of go from there but also it, it's so interesting too because i feel like it's such a, a case to case yeah and it's it really is tailor-made to the person but yeah i agree i've always been a, a take action person like i can't tell you how many times i've had like an idea for whatever it may be and i just go after it and it definitely isn't it and i get into it and i'm like this is not what i wanted and i'll just like either abandon it before it's finished yeah. or i'll finish it out and like be miserable by the end but yeah i definitely but with that i've learned 
a lot of times, <clears throat> especially with creatives, we we have a lot of things that we're passionate about. We have a lot of things we want to go after. And that can be like shiny object syndrome to a degree. And it can definitely be like chasing two rabbits and catching neither. And yeah. I'm not saying you can't go after multiple things at once, but when you're in that specific thing, focus in on that. And I, I look at it like I always use the the analogy of, uh, we have different, so you're you're staring at a table and you have different hats and each hat has a, a label on it for the thing that you're trying to go after. And if it's someone that has trouble deciding which hat to put on, I'm like, take a hat, put on that hat, run with that thing. So for me in my life, obviously coaching, mentoring is a big thing for me. Podcasting is a big thing for me. Uh, I, I play drums for, for my church worship team stuff. So I have, those are kind of like my three main hats. You could add fourth, a fourth half will be my family and taking care of my family. So family so those, comes number four. Yeah, it would definitely be one. But <laughs> <laughs> nice catch. Nice. Now, hey, man, I'm all about the drums. I'm all about the no, drums. No, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. So, <laughs> so, so we have the four hats. And like if I'm wearing my family hat, I can't spend all my time on social media trying to get more clients. Or I can't be sitting there trying to play play drums when my son's like, hey, dad, take care of me. <laughs> like I, I have to put on that hat. And I have to like tunnel vision into taking care of that, that thing at that time. And that's been really productive for some of my clients. Even uh, another client of mine, he, he's a singer songwriter. He's got an indie deal in Nashville, I think. And it's cool. He's got a, his, his album's coming out soon. So that's really cool. Well, it's, I don't know if it's coming out, but he's been working on it. But, but anyways, he's also uh, an attorney. And like, that was his main thing. And he had had this, the stumbling block. It goes back to really identifying himself as a songwriter, but more so than it was to what he did is he loved the art of storytelling. And like, I, that's another thing when it comes to my thing is I, I like to go too deep, three deep, even like, what is the root reason why you want to pursue this thing? Because if you can find the root reason why, I mean, Simon Sinek says that he has a whole book on like, what is your why? If you can find that why, then that's really what draws you into action. Because I'm sure when you first started the podcast, you essentially had some kind of why of like, I'm going to get laid. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> whatever it may be, hey, hey to each his own, right? <laughs> but, um, so you had that, that, that was the goal. That was ultimately the why behind all of it. And that was the driving force to get you to take action. And I've seen, I've seen people definitely, like you said, it's hard. It's definitely can be frustrating as an action taker to see someone paralyzed analysis paralysis, like they're paralyzed in the, what, what decision is the right decision. And, uh, and, and that goes, that's a whole nother thing. So like right and wrong, obviously morally <laughs> right and wrong is important. I mean, you probably want to be, be a morally right person. But aside from like, is it a right decision for me? I think we get so hung up in the, the right and wrong for the person that we, we miss out on taking the action because the worst thing that could happen if you, if you do it and it's wrong is it's a detour. And through the detour, you're going to probably, like we mentioned earlier, you're going to learn something from it. And that, that's the biggest thing that I would encourage uh, the listeners or people watching is at home is that that's the the step to take is like why why do you want to do this and knowing that why does that make you so passionate so ignited to take action and if it doesn't then i would i would consider like maybe do something else because <laughs> there's a and, and even then it's like because uh, i talk to people again that they claim that the the goal is to maybe it's to be a uh, a musician, or maybe it's to be a painter. But if I was to really see the why, they wanted to be famous. And I'm like, if you want to be famous, I mean, you can try to do that, but good luck because the the, the things that you're going to get from the, the fame that you're chasing, you could do it in other avenues. And would you still be satisfied? And it's finding like, what would be that avenue and, and going after it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, I think that most of the time people don't burrow down deep enough into like their reason for something. Like, I, I want to be able to do it for, for this or that reason. And we kind of try to dress it up in noble things. Yeah. Um, I, I don't see anything wrong if you're, you know, and I joke, but I, I obviously like there was some, 
a certain amount of me that wanted attention, right? Like I want to be something, you know, specific. I want people to think that I'm cool. I want whatever. Yeah. There's nothing necessarily wrong about that. As long as you go into it with the understanding of like, okay, well, let's not let this corrupt me. Right. But yeah. understand that if you're going into it saying, I just want to be liked, then as soon as you get that, you're going to lose steam. Right. If you're, yeah. if you're trying, if you say, I, I want to, find somebody right like i want to impress a girl or i want to impress yeah. a guy or whatever as soon as you get in a relationship you're going to lose all steam right yeah. you're not going to be motivated to move forward anymore so you need to understand like you can find your dream partner without doing that stuff why are you focusing on the art specifically like what is it about that that calls to you if you can hone in on that you got to start clearing away that other stuff because there is something that comes from really deep inside of us that gets obscured by the material things so you're going to have a certain desire for attention you're going to have this desire for for money for for the opposite sex for whatever it is but it's also coming from a pure place and so until you learn to hone in on that and to kind of clear away the other stuff a little bit you're sort of doomed to wander right and then you see people that are that are um are successful and they're uh, they're addicted to drugs and they're they're miserable and they're depressed and it's it's not because well that's what fame does to you it's because they that's magnifying the stuff that was already exactly. in their soul as they go on that journey man that's so good and that goes back to the whole identity piece yeah because if you if your identity is in for instance the the fame and the success and the materialistic side of it sure the second you get those things you'll be like i want more and it's like it yeah. becomes that becomes the drug like it almost becomes like the the fame's the drug or the the getting the new shiny thing is the drug to the point where you're never satisfied but what would happen if you were satisfied and content with your your daily life now cuz and i and i believe it's so important because if we can decide and we can discover who we are now before we've made something that's made us successful or got us to any little level of notoriety if that's the case of what what we're going after then we'll begin to see like i could lose that tomorrow and i'd still be me still fine and i think that's the most important thing and even more so like people that have already seen the success like that's a big thing for me is a lot of times that people that have seen the success and they've reached a space where i think i said in uh and a reel or a TikTok is like when they're surrounded by yes men or mm. yes women, and they're surrounded by people that are literally just telling them what a they few want. You yes women around me, it wouldn't be too bad. <laughs> it wasn't too bad. It's just a few. <laughs> just a few. It does feel it does feel good to to hear that. <laughs> but but it's that idea of like yeah, if no one is no if no one has the ability to fire you or if no one has the ability to tell you the truth from love, obviously you don't want it like someone bashing you in the head saying you're wrong about this you're a sinner you're going to hell like no one needs to needs that you don't they have need... to remind us red jeez <laughs> <laughs> but like that's the thing that i've seen is so so tough with with people and in, in general in general is just that idea of man like if we can just grasp the fact that we aren't what we do and we aren't the things that we obtain through what we do and that deep deep inside we're we're so much bigger so much bigger than that if we could just grasp that that small that small idea and that small fact like what what then would would our lives do like what then would would we create what then would we impact in our daily lives just walking around living yeah i love that because when you start to get rid of all the stuff that is not you and it's just your desires it's your the, the, the stuff that batters us around the, the the things that other people want you know and other people's opinions the things that sway us without us understanding why or even understanding that they're there when you get rid of that what happens is you you learn how to be happy no matter where you are and you start to understand that it's not it's it's not about the stuff i'm going to get i'm happy now and i i i i'm genuinely very happy right now and I'm still, I haven't lost any drive to succeed. I just understand that I don't need to be the best at this particular thing. I don't need to make more money than somebody else. I'm doing this because this is what makes me excited to get yeah. up in the morning. And that's a such, it's, it's a much stronger motivation than, well, if I have a Ferrari, then maybe somebody will love me, you know, versus like, oh, man, good. I want to have fun with it, but yeah. That's so good, man. I, I heard it. There's a rap song, uh, a Christian rap song. I think he's like crying in his Lambo. 
I think that was the name of it. And it said I did, or Gary V might have mentioned that before. I can't, I can't fit in the Lambo, so it doesn't matter to me. Right. I'm 6'5". <laughs> I can't get in. <laughs> Man, yeah, that, w- that wouldn't work out for you. Maybe, no. maybe a bigger, bigger car. <laughs> I want one of those, the hippie vans, the, the old Volkswagen buses. Oh, okay. I want to outfit one of those. They're still like 80 grand. They're expensive. Yeah. So, yeah. That'd that's, cool. my, that's my dream. Yeah, so... Um, no, that has been on my mind a lot lately because when you're focused on, I want to get this thing and it's going to make me yeah. feel away. It's like, it's not the stuff. It's the way that you're going to feel. It's, mm-hmm. It makes a lot more sense exactly. to go through the spiritual process mm-hmm. of learning to create that feeling now, which exactly. is really just clearing away all the stuff that prevents you from feeling it. Because your natural state, like your soul is a very fulfilled, peaceful, present, still thing. It's all the other stuff. That distracts you. So as you start to process that, you process your traumas, you process your, you become aware of your reactions to other people and other things. As you start to work through that, you get to that place of stillness and you just, you're just happy all the time. And from that place, you work without distraction. You work without things pulling you off course. Yeah. Yeah, man. And that's so good. You say dealing with our, our demons in a sense, like dealing with the, the traumas, because man, that, that again goes back to the story that we've been we've been told about our lives that we've adopted over our lives like what whatever the the situation may be whether it's a family member or just a, a situation in life that has you just carrying this trauma subconsciously and that's a big thing that and, and again that goes back to doing the deep the deep inner work and like that's another practical tip is like the the second you decide okay I'm going to go do the work it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be ugly when you're choosing to to be the catalyst of change for your whole lineage. That's the way that I said it recently. And I was like, man, I'm running with that because it sounds so strong. It's catchy. And, yeah, let's do it. And I, and I need that for my own life, like catalyst of change for your whole lineage. Because it. it's like it's like the buck stops here. It's like the poverty menta- mentality, the fixed mindset, all that that generations before me carried. It stops here. Cause, cause as for me in my house, obviously we're going to serve the Lord. I had to finish it and finish the cliche, <laughs> but, but we are going to like believe for greater and believe that it's so much, I mean, the, the possibilities are truly endless if, if you choose to actively think that, but again, it goes back to, like you said, when we're looking at goals, it's not something to get to, it's something to come from. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're looking to become this amazing personal growth thing I love to tell my clients and just anyone that I come in contact with, like you're not becoming that person, you're coming from already being that person. And it seems so like weird. You're like, what do you mean? It's like, and and I've said it, I don't know if I've said it to you, but it's this idea of, I, I love to go back to the story of when they were sculpting like David and it was a huge, just big chunk of marble. Yeah. And through through sculpting away all the marble, boom, there's this David. And someone had asked the the sculptor, like, how did you create this masterpiece out of just rock? And he was like, I just chiseled away all the pieces that weren't David. And I was like, I feel like that's our whole entire life is chiseling away the pieces that aren't ourselves. And if I can just help the smallest bit, that's the whole goal. And that's the whole reason I got into coaching and mentoring in the first place. It's just helping people chisel away all the crap that they've believed, all the lies that are they're carrying that is just hiding and blinding them to the fact of who they really are. And if if we if you can grasp who you truly are, then man, you're you're already present. You're already here. You're already fulfilled and satisfied. Obviously, you want to go do great things, but you're coming from that place, not striving and striding to get to that place and always feeling overwhelmed and always feeling like you're never enough or you're never gonna get there. And you got to remind yourself, you're already there. Like uh, you, you woke up <laughs> and that that's enough. <laughs> yeah. And to go back to what you said about being made in the image of the creator, like yeah. that's you deep down is like, that's, that's not a met, I mean, it is metaphysical, but it's not like this abstract concept. It's like sure. on a deep level, like the stuff that you add on, it's interesting. It's a flavor, but it's, it's just, it's just an empty vessel, right? Like this is all going to disintegrate. What's, what's eternal is that underlying concept of consciousness yeah. of creativity that does not die it doesn't go anywhere it, it it just it finds infinite number of ways to manifest itself yeah. and it's a lot of fun and i think people to go back to what we were talking about earlier too is that 
people really think that the like when they look at this bad thing is going to happen. So like, I'm going to move to London. Well, what could go wrong? Like a lot of things can go wrong, but honestly, yeah. you'll probably live. I mean, maybe not in London because I hear it's pretty dangerous right. over there. But like in general, as long as you don't die, you'll probably be fine. And usually you're not going to die. Right. Like I, when I was DJing, I almost died a few times, but I, I, I'm still here. Like, it's OK. Like you keep a good head on your shoulders. You'll, you'll be all right. You'll make it through. And if you don't have a good head, then maybe don't go to London. But at some point, yeah, like, you've got to understand and have the conversation with yourself that you're probably scared of something that one is not going to happen and even if it does it's going to be okay like i think it's good to go through a few situations where you're homeless and you don't have anything and you know go sell your possessions and what i don't know but i mean you don't have to take it to the extreme but once you go through a few failures it's about understanding that hey i don't know what's going to happen but i do trust myself to work hard when i get there and i do trust myself to be intelligent to make good decisions as best as i possibly can and then whatever happens, even when I make mistakes, inevitably, I know that I can rely on myself. And that's where the confidence comes in, because you start to screw it up a few times, you fix it. And then once you fix it a few times, you're like, oh, it doesn't matter. I can do anything because I'm going to come back. Yeah, man. And that's, man. And it's never failure if it's a lesson. And like we we say it all the time, but it's so true. Yeah. And like, that's something I have to remind myself even even now, as someone who's telling people that all the time, and, and, and it's especially so now, especially now, yeah, man, because it's it's like the more you know, the less you do. <laughs> like the, the less you know, the more you know, the less you really actually know. And yeah. like, it's just wild to think about. It is because I mean, you start to kind of push on all the stuff that you think is real, all the boundaries that you have. Um, seen put up by a society that hey, you can't do this, you can't do that, or it's not going to work out that way. When you start to push on that stuff, you start to test it, you realize most of them are illusions. They're mostly not real. And if you start to kind of, well, that's not a boundary. Let me go through this. Let me see where I can end up at. It'll take you to some weird places and it'll put you in uncharted territories. Um, you know, like specifically for this show, that was one of those things because it was just a particular kind of content that I wanted to see. And I just, I couldn't find it anywhere. I was like, well, yeah, maybe I can make this. And everybody told me, you can't do it. You're not a psychologist. You're barely college educated because he went to broadcasting school. What do you know? And I'm like, but I'm not saying I am. I'm saying I love researching. I love trying to study the human mind. And I love analyzing people. I love philosophy. What if I just take people on the journey with me? What if I just kind of share what I'm learning as I go? And then everybody's like, that kind of sounds cool, but also like you're going to get in trouble or you're going to do something stupid or whatever. I'm like, I'm an idiot. I'm just going to tell people I'm an idiot. It's fine. They'll, they'll know I'm an idiot. And, but maybe sometimes they'll, they'll learn some stuff from me. And it's been like that boundary just kind of dissolved. And I was like, Oh, actually people are interested in this. And I, I think it's, it, that applies to any kind of, any kind of career path, any kind of art that you want to pursue. If you just take the first few steps, you might be really surprised with how the view opens up in front of you and all the options that come into play. Man. And that's, oh, I love that too. Because it's that idea of you're not going to always see 20 steps ahead. A lot of times you're going to see two, maybe. <laughs> if you're and lucky. it's like, take the two, yeah. <laughs> like take the two. But also like, I feel like another thing that cripples people from starting is it's almost like they're waiting for a sign or they're mm -hmm. waiting for like, what am I supposed to do? And when people say that, I often remind them and I, I ask them, what was the last thing that you felt like you were supposed to do? And have you done it? And if you haven't, then what are you doing sitting here talking to me? Go to it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was your that was yeah. your sign from God, yeah. from the universe. He's like, hey, go do this. And you're like, well, what else could I do? <laughs> exactly. Man, dude, if only we would just like listen to that and get and that's what I, I love telling people as well is like. I, I try to help people slow down mm. because the, in this fast paced microwave generation society that we're in, like we wanted it yesterday. Like why, why does it, the Amazon prime get it the next day? Like when we're in this, like such immediate gratification, it's like challenge yourself for some delayed gratification, like challenge yourself in an idea of like, what what if I did this and I didn't see any results ever? And I just did it because one, I wanted to do it. Feels like and, my relationships. <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> mm -hmm. 
but yeah, it's just like, what if, what if you did, like, what if you went for it? Yeah. That's what I love to ask people is like, what if you went for it and you weren't looking to get anything from it? You just did it for the sake of doing it. Yeah. And, and that's so powerful too, because you, you release your, your expectations. Yeah. And those, those expectations are the things that prevent you from really reaching out creatively because the creative process and the logical process are a little bit different. So if you're like, yeah. I know what I want here. This is my perfect scenario, solution, partner, project, whatever. And it's like, this is what I want. It's like, you might bring it about, but if you go through the act of discovering what it could be as you build it, it's so much more fulfilling because like, you know, you plant a seed, like you want to grow an apple tree. You understand that the apple tree, you want it to produce fruit. You want it to grow up. You want it to have certain, you need to prune it, whatever. But you don't need it to be like, specifically, there's this many branches. There's this many fruits from it, whatever. Um, it, it, you, you put the seed in the ground, you allow it to grow, you take care of it as it develops. And then over time, if you let it be what it needs to, it's going to produce the fruit for you. And I think that too often we try to, we, we try to build our creative stuff, including our lives as, you know, more of an architect saying, this is exactly what it's going to be. Yeah. Right. But we don't really have a clear vision of the, the, all the factors that go into it or what the, um, you know, like how to actually build the building <laughs> because we're, we're learning as we go. And so all the mistakes that we make in the foundation, they're, they're difficult to fix. So we end up with all this like scaffolding, like all over the side of it, trying to like put up support structures on, you know, it looks like a six-year-old Lego project or something. Whereas the tree will just grow and do what it needs to do. You go out in the woods, you look around all these, these trees that grow at like weird right angles and they look like they got struck by lightning. It's like they just grow around stuff. Right. And that's how, that's how our creative life, should be um, should be pursued because it just needs to be discovered and you just need to focus, like you said, just on the, the one step that's right in front of you and just trust that everything else is going to work out. Man, so good. And I think of it too, it's like the analogy of when we try to force it to be what we think it should look like, we end up holding it back. Mm, like yeah. I think of, like I live in a, a, a subdivision of, of houses way too close to each other. And the trees that they plant for every house literally have these like strings on them to keep them from blowing over in the wind. But more so than them blowing over in the wind, they're like connected to the ground and they're never growing past a certain height. And I'm just like, what would happen if you didn't have those restraints? How how high could that tree go? It would probably corrode the foundation of the building. Oh, for sure. That was fine. <laughs> for sure. Like there, there's definitely a reason they yeah, don't yeah. do that. But I, I and or I picture like you you've heard the stories of like fishes that are in certain fish tanks and yeah. they're a certain size. But if you put that same species of fish in a larger tank, they would grow to be larger. And it's just like that that again goes back to that idea of exposure or that idea of not limiting yourself into a certain way because it's like we get so tied up into this like you said trying to be the architects of our lives and of our art but at some point you have to know when to flip the switch and be like let's just get this flow state let's mm -hmm. get all this out and see what happens and then like we do our job to a point and then we let God, the universe, whatever you want to call it for me, it's God do, do the rest of it. Like I love, I'm listening to the creative act by Rick Rubin. Great book. Highly oh, recommend. Dude, I, yeah, I flipped through it the other day in the bookstore. I was like, I need to read this book. I just, I didn't have time to pick it up with that. But yeah, it, it looked really, really interesting. Yeah, dude, it's so good. And one thing he mentioned was like, people put out these works of art, these musical, like genius, and they put it out and it's it's done at a time where there was a world crisis or another artist that's a bigger caliber puts out something the same day. So it almost overshadows the beauty of that art. And it's just like, again, that goes back to the timing of they weren't thinking the time would have been that's what happened, but that's what happened. And that was one big takeaway I've gotten so far. It's that idea of like, you can only control what you can control. But then another aspect of it of if you don't show up and put your hands to it and put out and do the creative act, yeah. then if you don't do it, somewhere else will do it. Cause I'm sure you probably, and maybe you listening or watching at home have had an idea for whatever it may be creative or not. And you're like, man, it would be really good if someone did this. What if you wrote a song like this and you don't do it 
And then maybe years, maybe months later, you hear something that's basically that idea. And it goes to that idea of a lot of times those things that we we hear and receive aren't from us, but we're, we're given a spark and opportunity to cultivate it and put it out in the world and allow it to be what it is. But if we don't do it, then it'll find another vessel to come out <laughs> and happen. It will, because it's, it's that it's that underlying consciousness that's just yeah. kind of poking through wherever, you know, it, it feels like it can, can manifest what it wants to do. And if one avenue doesn't work, it's going to do it through another. But that's a metaphor for us, too. It's like we want to be creative. Sometimes we'll start with something and it won't work out, but that will redirect itself into another um, venture. And that may end up being more satisfying to us. So I think that at the end of the day, it's like we are creative beings. And when we don't take the time to, to nurture that, we become really depressed. We become, life gets boring, you know? And I just, I see so many people, I talk to so many people that are, they have these dreams, they have these ideas and they're like, well, how do I get started? I'm like, dude, you just start. Like, that's it. Like that, that, that is the secret. It's like, uh, they got a, yeah. The smallest, most practical step you can take right now. Bro, I literally, when I start writing, like I'll write something happens here and then something happens here. Here's this vague idea like just stupid stuff. And I'll put in like, just like, I'll even like just type random stuff and like, so that there's something there because then I can start to fix it. Then I can start to play with it. Same thing with music. I'll just hit a couple of random notes until it's like, but once there's a few random notes out there, you can start to re yeah. reorganize things. But like, you can't, if you don't start, like there's just nothing. It's there. the act of starting, man. There's, yeah. there's, there's another idea. It's called the morning pages. And it's yeah. where like, the first thing you do is you write when you I was going to ask, I was going to ask if you had read the artist way. I think that's right. Yeah, the artist way. Oh, yeah. dude, it's so good. Yeah, it is. But again, another another book recommendation. We're full yeah. of them. The artist yeah. way by Julia Cameron, I think. Mm -hmm. And yeah, she mentions a big proponent of her her action steps is the morning pages, and it's this idea of you wake up every day and you write three pages. And she has like the actual parameters of the notebook, but I mean, you can just start with whatever you have, and you write. And you don't stop moving your pen, pen until you wrote three pages. And that could be literally you saying, I have nothing to write over and over again. And I have done that. And I, me too. Yeah. And it's crazy because out of that, something else sparks. Or like I, it got to a point where I would put on lo-fi um, instrumentals and then all of a sudden I'm writing raps again. And I'm like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> what is this? I'm sorry, God. I know you told me not to. I just can't stop myself. <laughs> But no, no, it's such a valuable thing because it, yeah. it does a few things. One is that when you, it's a way to bypass the conscious mind and get down exactly. to the unconscious because because then the unconscious starts to speak out a little bit, it starts to show, it starts to throw things out because you get in, you're just automatically writing without thinking. So stuff will come out. You'll start to to process traumas. You'll you'll start to talk about stuff that's bothering you. Now I'm a big advocate of, or that's not the right word. I'm I'm very big on telling people that listen, journaling is great. It's important, but you're not going to solve the problem by just writing about it. Yeah. The writing will give you the opportunity to see something that was hidden from you before, but you've got to go out into the world to do the work. Like you're not going to change your mind. You're not going to change your heart by sitting there writing about it. If anything, you're going to focus on it, but yeah. it's a great way to unearth stuff that's buried. Um, and as you go through that process too, if you are, if you're a writer, it gets you in the habit of just kind of pushing through those barriers, but you don't have to be a writer. If you're, if you're a musician, exactly. if you're whatever it is, when you get the, the, to, when you develop the skill of saying, I don't know what to do, I'm just going to do something. And then you just put it out there and you just push through a little bit that becomes a habit. And then you can, you can take that into other things too. And the, I think that the key to, to, um, to creativity is spontaneity. Yeah. it's something that just happens like you can't plan it you can't like you have to be in the moment you have to just let it flow through you and so as you practice getting out of your head and getting past this sense of like judgment of like no i shouldn't write that that's stupid or that's embarrassing or that's i don't know i don't know about that when you get past that and you start to learn to break down that that barrier it lets this the spontaneous part of you come out and that will bleed over into the rest of you man and i love that you said that because i love the idea of plan spot spontaneity mm -hmm. and it's and it's having and more so really that's just planning to make space yeah like a, a great example to tie back to to my world as as a worship drummer who plays on a lot of sundays we have like before taking care of his family yes <laughs> we have a certain amount of time we have to feel like we only have this x amount of time for the service because we have so many service we gotta you know be be 
on it with our with our flow of being on on time and everything but gotta be thing, in the flow man yeah always be in the flow but but with that so you say we have 18 minutes and 36 seconds so that's like our kind of our, our go-to range of time and we have that time and we can either think okay four songs fit there perfectly or we could say three songs fit there and we have about two minutes of space mm. and in that space we don't have anything but a metronome <laughs> and we have us and we see what could happen. And a lot of times that comes through, you know, if you're, if you're doing it in, in the practice or in a rehearsal sense, again, that's just letting it go. It's like playing off the page, writing off the page and you're, you're training that muscle. And I think that's, what's great about these morning pages is again, it's you're training the muscle to allow spontaneity to happen. Cause when you have, train the spot spontaneity is the the i can't think of it exactly Spontan, how you spontaneity spontaneity is spontaneity you're messing yeah. me up now <laughs> i know i'm messed up now but when you train that thing. And, you're, and you're in a live moment where you're playing something that's fairly structured but still has its space then if that moment calls for something different you're ready to do it mm. and it's almost like second nature and when you get to that point where you're playing something where it's not necessarily autopilot, but it's like you get into a subconscious level, you'll play something and you're like, that's not what was written. That's not what I practiced, but it was really cool. <laughs> and it was and not that it's just really cool, but like it, it served that moment. It's authentic. Yeah. And it's authentic. And like you wouldn't have gotten that if you didn't plan ahead and prepare mm -hmm. for that space and to cultivate that skill and i think that's so great but then one thing again to circle back to a few different things we were talking about one the the first thing was you mentioned how when you start something and it it may not work out but it sparks something else i think about rap for me like i rapped for the longest which then sparked me becoming a drummer and being pretty proficient at it and falling in love with that and producing and stuff and writing. But again, like if I would have like tried to never start rapping, I would have probably never started playing drums or never started writing songs in other calibers. And it's, and it's so good to think of that. Think of that just starting and just going after what, what piques your interest at the time and being open enough for it to change because like, that's okay. Like if you're, I believe that if you're changing, that's just a, another sign of your growth and don't, and obviously you can take time to grieve a season because you loved it, but don't get so hung up in the, the good old days. <laughs> Cause like, if you're sitting there and then you're like uncle Rico on Napoleon dynamite and you're like, man, if we would have won state that year in football, <laughs> And you're just like, what? The heck? <laughs> and you're just living in the past. But again, that gets that goes back to like, what can you do to live in the present now? But one more thing that I, I was thinking of in the moment was one of the biggest things that I, I ask myself and I even share with my clients is it's, it's three words that I, I try to set every day up for myself with three questions. And it's serve, grow, create. And the three questions that are tied to it is who can I serve today? What can, what did I learn today? And what did I create? And if, if I can answer those three things, and if I've done those three things, then I've achieved enough for the day. Mm. Cause I feel like so many times, especially when we become high achievers and we get really tied to our task list and we get really tied to wanting to be productive. A lot of times, if we just put, push that all aside, and if we can think of it from a broader perspective and think, did I learn something valuable today? Did I grow in some way today? And that could have been from a failure. Um, did I serve someone? And by that, it means like, how did I make a positive impact to someone or something in this day? And then the, the third one being create, what did I create? It doesn't necessarily have to be a full work of art. It could be like, I created this really great sandwich that I ate. <laughs> like, like, it, it, like I was thinking I made this sort of half melody but you went right to food so <laughs> i was just trying to keep it and setting the bar super low for people because you know uh, sometimes it's the barrier in, of entry if we it set is. the bar so high it's like what did we do like and, and another fun thing is literally in my planner one of my task lists is wake up <laughs> and i check it off wake up and then another one would be like uh what is it, like take a shower 
like yeah. super simple things, but it's like seeing the fact that I've done things or make the bed even like super simple tasks. And it's like when we, when we set ourselves up to make the bar so low, it makes, makes the fact that we can actually do something. And even if we didn't do something marvelous that day, we still did something in a, in, in the way that shaped us for the better. For sure. Yeah, it's more about that incremental growth than it is about anything oh, like 100%. any any big thing. Because you look back over the course of a year, it's like a lot has changed, but you don't notice it because it's a step by step progression. Um, yeah, and that's that's so powerful too because I think that when you get focused on doing the stuff that you're supposed to do and you don't take the time to create something, those three questions that you talked about, um, that's awesome because if you're if you're living in your head, you're not serving other people, which doesn't have to be the entirety of your life but if you're not doing something for other people like really in the grand scheme of things what's the freaking point like you're yeah. here like you're just going to live in your own bubble forever and you're just going to yeah. like what that's stupid um as far as creating goes it's like if you don't create something if you don't have your own thing you just go to work every day and then you come home and then you do your household chores whatever and then you watch the the works of art that other people create you listen to other people's music in the car it's like what are you contributing to the world what power are you taking over um your life right whereas if you if you could be terrible but you you write a stupid little poem you make you write three notes on your guitar you 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 put together some video editing whatever it is it's like now you're bringing something into the world and yeah. karma law of cause and effect, you know, equal and opposite reactions. You're going to have something come back to you from that. And it's going to be proportionate to what you put in. You don't have to go out there and write a hit smash song. You don't have to go out there and be a best-selling artist. But if you make it a habit that you create something every day, like new and unique things are going to come to you as well. Yeah. Like you, you pour it out into the world. It's going to come back. It doesn't have to be for anybody else, but for you. Yeah. And it's, it goes back to is that <clears throat> that abundant mindset, because a lot of times, especially as creatives, we think that you have to hoard your art and yeah. you're like, if I let this go, if I release this, will there be another one after it? Yeah. And you got to be like willing to just waste it all <laughs> because there's more, there's more where that came from. Like, I love that. Like, um, our, our our worship leader she always says that there's more there's more where that came from like there's yeah. there's more there's more out there and like if if we sit there and we hoard our gifts we hoard our 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 art and our creativity like there it's only gonna like you can't give more if you've got both hands closed like mm -hmm. I, I love that idea there's like the picture of the toddler think my, my toddler hasn't done it yet but i'm sure he probably will at some point <laughs> they've got cheerios in both hands yeah. and in their mouth and they're yeah. screaming more and they're yeah. like they're, they're wanting to get more but you can't grab a hold of more if you don't let go of what you have yeah <laughs> yeah and and also i mean learning to be again creative in whatever sense applies yeah. to you right it doesn't exactly. have to be like you and i may be like actually trying to put art out there and i'm sure a lot of people that listen to us yeah. are uh, creative creatives tend to be in the self-improvement space in general but even if you're not super creative and it's for you that's just i make tiktok videos sometimes or i like to fiddle around on my banjo um first of all find a better instrument but secondly <laughs> like that's totally fine whatever whatever resonates for you personally but when you start to go get good at creating stuff and that becomes a habit, you exactly what you just said, it creates an abundance mindset because you start to understand on a visceral level that you can create anything that you need to. Yeah. You start to see that like, oh, I didn't have a song. And then 20 minutes later, like, boom, like, there's something here. Like, that's how life works. Like, you can do that with everything with money. Exactly. Yes. Love it. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, absolutely, man. Listen, I, it's been an hour. Um, I appreciate you taking the time. I think we went over a little bit, actually. Yeah, didn't even feel like it. <laughs> it really didn't. It's a great Good. conversation, man. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you again. Tell everybody where you can, where they can find you. For sure. So um, TikTok and Instagram, coach.redwallace. That's where you can find me, at coach.redwallace. And then I just started Twitter. I actually have a friend of mine helping yeah. me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's just the letter C, Red Wallace. Because okay. I guess coached up 
too long or something. So if you're on Twitter, find me there. That's a new space for me. I'm excited about. And then of course, YouTube, YouTube and everywhere you listen to podcasts. I have a podcast called the better than best Academy with coach red. I don't know if I I need to update to make sure it says Academy, but better than best coach red Wallace. You should see it. It's black and red, bold, black, red, and white. So it's really bold on the, on the, the photo. That's how we do it. And we try to, we try to stand out. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's, again, it's, it's for creatives, but again, I, I think anyone can glean from the conversations that I have. I bring on people in all spaces from entrepreneurs to artists, visual artists, to rappers, to musicians. And I mean, Jack's been even been on the show. You definitely want to check out that episode, uh, podcasters, but yeah, definitely check me out on all those places. So if you listen to podcasts, which I'm sure you do, cause you're listening to Jack's podcasts and I'm sure if you haven't subscribed to him, you need to. So yes, subscribe like, to and, him. like and subscribe, like, and subscribe to both of us, yep, both of us. And then Get yeah, follow us, follow us on the Instagrams, the Instagrams and the, the Tiki talks, Tiki talk. We will rewire your brain for success. Just yes. intonate yourself with our, yeah. our sweet, sweet voices every day. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That's I love it. that. All right, man. Vic, thank you again. I appreciate it. For sure. It's been, a, right. been my pleasure. Me too. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. All right. See you.